questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Are non-human intelligences assisting humanity to evolve into a new aware species? Did you know there is an exponential increase in indigos or crystal children, children with ADHD, dyslexia, Asperger's, and autism? Are they new programs for humanity? Greetings. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at VeritasRadio.com. Tonight, we share with you stories from families, children, and adults about their encounters with non-human intelligences and their understanding of an intimate connection genetically with our special guest, Mary Rodwell, who doesn't require a formal introduction since you already know who she is. But if you need to read her bio and find her website, they are linked at veritasradio.com. Her new book is now available and is titled The New Human, Awakening to Our Cosmic Heritage. And Mary Rodwell joins us directly from Queensland, Australia. Hello, Mary, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm very well, Mel, and it's always wonderful to talk with you. Likewise, your new book, The New Human, Awakening to Our Cosmic Heritage. When I read your dedication to your grandchildren, I thought Mary must be the nicest, most caring, and the coolest grandmother. (laughs) You truly care about the children on Earth, don't you? Well, when you anyone who's a grandparent will know exactly why I feel that way. I mean, they're our future anyway, but these delightful new souls coming to the planet and they're coming with such enthusiasm for life and you know that they they are looking for a wonderful future and at the moment I'm a bit concerned about what what, what legacy the rest of us older hum, older generations of human are leaving behind so for me it is it's about our future but it's also about our beautiful um grandchildren and the future children of this planet you've written many books why did you write this new book a very good question. Um, apart from being hassled by everybody, when are you going to write another book, Mary? Um, it's because when you gather so much information, so much research, quite honestly, you can do as many presentations um, at conferences as you like and you can do as many interviews as you like. But ultimately, there is so much information that you collate from you know, people from all over the globe. It seems like part of the mission has to be that you, you know, to put that together in a way that others can benefit from that information. It's no good if I just know this. It's no good, it's no good if only a few people know this when they can have this information. And when you're reaching, you know, so many people who are questioning, have families, have these children and are really seeking some answers or some understanding. For me, I feel it's part of the mission, really, um, for all of us, like yourself, Mel, you, you know, you're doing it in your way through your radio interviews, which are, you know, are another way of, of helping the rest of humanity understand. So for me, that's the mandate. You know, I I feel like, you know, um, there's no such thing as retirement for people like ourselves. We'll probably be still doing this before they actually close the coffin lid. <laughs> exactly. That's how I always say. Now, let's talk about before we get into the cases, you have great, great research and cases in your book. But before we go there, let's talk about the evidence regarding anomalies in human DNA, DNA research by whistleblowers, uh, geneticists confirm human DNA has been spliced 
unaltered. I think of the work of Lloyd Pye, Brian Forster with the Paracas in, in, in Peru. You know, this program is not about my opinion, Mary, but I have to say that when I go to a natural history museum and I see a caveman or a cavewoman, Lucy, I cringe. I cringe because we haven't seen any evidence in the fossil record showing an ape transitioning into human. I personally don't buy the theory of evolution or the Big Bang, but that's for another program. I do, however, feel that our DNA has been tampered with. What does your research tell you? I absolutely concur, Mel, with what you're saying. And, you know, I, I don't consider myself any more um, more than intelligent than anybody else, but it doesn't take a brain surgeon to work out that we're not being told the truth. And there is so much evidence out there for anyone who chooses to look. You know, you talked about Lloyd Pye and the star child skull, um, where they found so many anomalies, including the mitochondrial DNA of that, that particular skull found in Mexico that appeared to be non-human. But, you know, we've got whistleblower geneticists talking about this. In Lloyd's Pie book, there is a whistleblower geneticist um, explaining how he's he's aware that there has been parts of our genetics, you know, a genome that's been spliced and altered and what have you. And and saying he can't say that publicly because he'd be hung out to dry. Um, You know, we we also had that with Francis, uh, Dr. Francis Crick, who was co-founder of the DNA molecule, saying that he believed that, you know, that um, the seeds of life came in a spacecraft we've got the you know the the huge thing which is you know the missing link that we talk about from Cro-Magnon and and uh, Neanderthal going into Homo sapiens sapiens with no evidence of how that happened with twice the brain size and whatever and I talk about this in a chapter of my book you know the DNA anomalies and what we what appears to be that we are in some way intelligently designed and certainly the indigenous peoples talking about the gods the Dogon tribe talk about the Nomo that interfered with our genetics the Anunnaki from um, you know Sitchin talked about this the biblical scholar in the Sumerian text talks about the Anunnaki doing a similar thing and and with me I've got the experiential of that where you know I've, I was told by a little eight-year-old girl that um, who talked to me over Skype from the US saying in her latest experience she was taken onto a planet where she was shown certain things and one of them was this um, what the, these extraterrestrials were doing was actually genetic manipulation of different species around the cosmos as well as plants and animals this is an eight-year-old girl telling me about genetic manipulation so it really is very hard to discount that when you know we know that there's also been skeletons found um, huge giant skeletons, et cetera, et cetera. There's the ones with the unusual skulls where they found fetuses with the same skulls. So it, it goes on, doesn't it? So for me, I think it's, it's, it's you know, QED, really. You know, I'm getting tired of repeating this in the past probably 20 interviews. Why is it that we see dinosaurs on our science books, but we don't see giants? And there's enough evidence, plethora of evidence, showing that giants roam the earth before. Yes, and, and everyone calls you a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, don't they, when you start <laughs> right. saying um, anything to do with this. Um, I don't call it conspiracy theory. I call it conspiracy fact. The bottom line is that we know there's so much being hidden from us, from every level of knowledge, and that we've given an edited version of everything. 
um, it seems to me. And, and that is the, the biggest frustration of any researcher is you're trying to find the truth, but so much of the truth is being hidden. And the, the agendas behind, behind that, I think, are extremely complex. But, there, you know, that the, these anomalies are hidden from us and that there is a conspiracy to hide that kind of information. We know that there have been giants on this planet. The evidence is, is right across from what I call re renegade archaeologists that also know about this. We've got our own renegade archaeologist here in Australia that's found evidence of giants on this planet as well. So Rex Gilroy is his name. He's very well known and has written at least five or six books on the, the giants in Australia itself. Now, why do you think there is so much denial of, of UFOs and the extraterrestrial presence operating today? Are thousands of people just suffering from a mental disorder or are the powers that want to be covering the truth? And if so, why the conspiracy of truth? Oh, look, I, that's a, a very complex question. And it's one that I con constantly wonder why on earth the rest of, uh, you know, us as a species are not being told the truth by those that know that we we have an edited truth. I think there are many different reasons. Some of it's about control. Some of it is about allowing only um, a specialist, uh, you know, uh, uh, a elite few know the truth or whatever. But in terms of the UFO side of it, my understanding is that initially a lot of it was hidden primarily because they didn't know how people were going to react. They were afraid that people were going to panic if they found out that we were being visited in such a tangible way and have been, of course, through millennia. Um, when we look at the gods, I you know the gods, I believe, were all extraterrestrials visiting this planet anyway, and the indigenous peoples know that. But I think when they found these, this, the technologies, for example, technologies that would free us from fossil fuels, that would free us from um, many of the ways that money is made now, not only fossil fuels, but, you know, um, th through healing, uh, they, you know, healing technologies that would free us from things like cancer and what have you. This would have changed the status quo on this planet. And I think also that's part of the reason there are, the agendas are that there are elite few that want to keep the status quo as it is. So there's, you know, those are just some of the reasons why I think that it's, you know, there's been a truth embargo on that. Also, I think they wanted to find out exactly what was the agenda of these beings as well. They weren't sure of what they were. And this is one of the reasons why these covert agencies also um, abduct people. Um, and that's, you know, something called my lab, the yeah. military abductions. And the reason they do that is primarily to find out the information that those who've had experiences, um, what they do on the craft, what they learn on the craft, what the agendas of the beings are on the craft. And they have to make sure that people don't talk about it. So they, you know, they use lots of um, intimidation to keep them quiet. And, and I know how this must sound to so many people out there that are not used to this, this um Uh, understanding, but I came into this without having any knowledge of this at all. I mean, I'm, I came in as a, just a therapist and counselor that, you know, where people were finding me saying I'm having these extraordinary experiences, you know, either I'm crazy or if I'm not crazy, what on earth is going on? So I had no idea 20 years ago about any of this. And you, as you go down this rabbit hole, more and more of the complexity comes up. But I just think the truth embargo primarily is about control. It's also about the rest of humanity 
um, not being told because there are too many agendas behind it, such as if you have free energy, who's going to make the money after that? If you give everybody the ability to um, provide their own energy through these these technologies that are out there. Healing's another one. You know, if you've got technologies that were going to heal people um, without all the drugs um, and what have you, what on earth are the drug companies going to do? My goodness, they're not going to make any money. Um, so unfortunately, it's human greed. It's human power that is, is behind all of this. And whether you want to see that as a conspiracy theory or not, I'm sorry, but I'm rather sad about the way that we're being um, controlled on this planet. And in fact, if I can do anything to make a, a difference or a change in that. But primarily, Mel, my biggest issue is the fact that these beautiful souls that are, that are sharing their stories and having children having these experiences are told there's something wrong with them, that they're, that, you know, that they're crazy or, or even their own families and, and friends um, struggle to believe them, not because they don't love them, but because they don't know this is true, that this is real and this is going on. And people are being medicated and put into hospitals because the truth uh, of this truth embargo, that to me is the greatest of all the um, evils of this, if you like, is the discrimination against personal reality. And what you said is so true. If these beings are so advanced, they probably have conquered disease and energy. And what are our two biggest industries. Well, we have oil and we have pharma. And by the way, a defense contractor told me not too long ago in, in private, he said, by the way, number one is not energy anymore. Big pharma has overtaken the energy sector. A lot of people may not know that, but I, 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 I tend to believe that that's the case, especially with the over-medication of children these days. Oh, uh, don't get me on that one. Um, but the thing that really I have discovered is that there is no doubt in my mind that uh, many of these different intelligences have a mandate to create new programs for humanity. And the, the, the fact is that we are, I believe, um, and, and this is just my hypothesis, and although I'm, I'm, t I'm talking to educators now, I'm talking to people within the field of these that are working with these programs, and what I'm talking about here is what metaphysicians call indigos, crystal children, um, children of light. Um, they're um, making, creating those labels to explain their behaviors and their awareness. What they're missing out um, and I call that the missing link, is that this has been orchestrated to a certain extent by these advanced intelligences that are working with um, genetic lines. So, you know, the parents have had experiences and often the grandparents and each is an upgrade to the, the new children coming in. But what I would add to that is ADHD, um, Asperger's, uh, dyslexia and certain forms of autism. And, you know, I know that's a very big, um, if you like, uh, thing to say, but it is only because of what I have found out and research talking to some of the professionals that work with ADHDs that, you know, teachers that have worked with those that have had certain types of autism, for example. And what we've discovered is that they appear to operate in a different way to the older models like myself, you know, the older homo sapiens. Um, and, and it is that 
the interesting thing is that they are not so easy to program and to program into 3D. And that, I believe, is, is the crux of it, is the idea that these, these um, the way that I came to this, this, this understanding was I was wondering if we were being upgraded, as, as Dr. Roger Lear said many years ago to me when he was also taking out the implants from people who'd had experiences in his book, The Aliens and the Scalpel, he talked about the star children. And he said, I believe we're being upgraded by alien intervention in our bodies and minds. And he said that because he was looking at the developmental stages in children over 40 years and discovered that some of the uh, ways we were accelerated in development was, you know, through walking, talking, etc., was sometimes as much as 60 to 80 percent. And he didn't believe that that was due to just better diet, etc., etc. And through his research, I concurred with that because what I was seeing was the same, the same kind of thing. And when you get told, and, and this is something one of the um, ladies that is in both books, her name's Tracy Taylor, she's an experiencer, and she was told that the conscious awareness of these new babies was increasing to override the dominant conditioning and programming that occurs from birth in our normal situation. We're all programmed into our 3D reality. But she says the DNA of the new human has tenfold the amount of information, things such as telepathy, manipulation of time and space, nonverbal communication, our conscious abilities, and it's natural. Learning skills are more advanced and their molecular structure allows them, the cells of the body to vibrate faster. Everything's accelerated. When I looked at people that had had experiences and they talked about their children, they might have a child that was autistic. They may have a child that had ADHD or dyslexia, etc. And I thought, well, if they're being upgraded, how is it they're given, you know, this is what's happening? So is it really a dysfunction? Is it that or are we not understanding what is actually going on here? Um, and because it didn't make sense that they were not able to function so well. And one of the, the clues to that was when I was in Hong Kong and I talked to a wonderful uh, ufologist, Neil Gold, who, who is, is um, he's in, when I met him, he was in his, his middle years. And he said, Mary, I didn't find out I was ADHD till I was in my 50s. But he said, um, when I realized that I was ADHD, I, I was trying to work out what it was about being ADHD that was different. And he, he retranslates that into always dialed into higher dimensions. And he explained to me that, uh, you know, and he wrote in his book, Close Encounters of the ADHD um, Kind, he wrote, I'm not limited to the square, uh, being symptomatic of ADHD, I'm not limited to the square template of the universe. He said, I'm wired to the multidimensional universe. My internet browser can browse into chaos, be it on Earth or the multiverse, and I can perceive hidden layers of order and make sense of it. He says, most people don't have this supercharged browser. Um, they're focused towards convention or 3D reality. So, that is how he understands his ADHD, dialed into higher dimensions. What are we doing? We are dosing these children. We are dumbing them down so that they can be programmed into 3D. Whereas what we should be doing is trying to understand the new programs and assisting those new programs, realizing we're the old model 
um, and they're the new model. And that is why they struggle to be part of uh, part of this. What we've discovered with autism, for example, certain types of autism, those children being born with it, is that many of them are telepathic. And so what does this mean? It means that they tap into their parents' thoughts and everybody else's thoughts. They're taking all this input in and they're not managing very well because we're trying to put them into a 3D box and saying, look, you, this. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.